welcome back to the one and only Pop Culture Podcast. My name is Rick, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Robbie. Thank you, Rick. Pleasure to be here. That felt much more natural than last week, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah, I don't know what we were trying last week. I I just wanted you to do a bit of the heavy lifting for once. Yeah, well, you know, it, it... it's good to try things, but, you know, it's also good to stick to your strength. Keeping it fresh in the third episode ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've actually got quite a big episode today, so we're going to get right into the meat and potatoes of it all. Today, we're going to be doing a tier list of the MCU up through phase three. So we're going to be taking a bit of a look back at our favorite films, one of our favorite franchises, and we are going to be putting them on a tier list S through F to come up with our definitive ranking for the only pop culture podcast. We're doing something a little bit different with the cocktail corner this week. What we've actually got is some infinity shots. So because we're only going through the infinity saga, that's the first three phases of the MCU, we decided that we're going to do a shot for each stone. So we've got six different shots here, six different colors. Again, this will be up on our Facebook. So have a look up there. What we're going to be doing is every time we disagree and we can't come to a decision of where we think it should land on our tier list, we're going to be taking a shot. Hopefully it doesn't happen too much because... You have to drive home. I do have to drive home. But, you know, I'm confident in us, Rick. I think that we're fairly similar in our opinions. On the same wavelength. On the same wavelength. I'm going to come straight off the bat now and tell you that I don't have anything in F. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it to the MCU. Okay, so not a great start for us. Maybe we're not on the same wavelength. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. (laughs) All right, so we're just going to give you a bit of a rundown of uh, what a tier list is and how we're doing it. So basically a tier list is just you've got your your rankings for what you're going through. We've gone from S to F, S being best, F being worst, and then A, B, C, D, E to F like like you would with school. So as as we talk about the movies, we're going to talk about them in order of release. So obviously... We'll start with Iron Man and then we'll finish with No Way Home. Far From Home. Far From Home, sorry. At the uh, epilogue of Phase 3. We're just going off how much we enjoy the film, not necessarily how well it did. Or, it's our personal rankings. Yeah, it's, it's our personal tier list. Um, and then if Rick and I can't agree, we'll uh, we'll combine, we'll, we'll average out our opinions. So if Rick's thinking a movie's sitting at an A and I'm thinking C, we'll just meet in the middle and draw it at B. Also, we might change them around as we go. You know, something might come up and we'll we'll realize that we've been too harsh or too light on a movie. So things might change throughout, but we'll be writing them down and put them on the board. So we'll be able to keep up with it. But yeah, I reckon we just uh, jump right into it. Let's get into it. Yeah. All right. So let's kick it off. The first Iron Man. What is your ranking for Iron Man number one? I've got Iron Man number one at A. So uh, excellent start. Yes. This is brilliant. Very good start. Thank oh, God. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> I don't have to drive home, but I do have to work tomorrow, so I'm not keen to smash down a bunch of shots. Well, I have to do both, Rick. So it's, <laughs> it's time you toughened up. No, I think the reason that I put Iron Man, I actually felt it probably a bit tough to put it in A. I was I was tossing up between A and B. And the reason why I put it in there, obviously there's the nostalgia factor because 100%. it is the very first one and you know that's where it all started. I just, the MCU wouldn't happen if 
Iron Man number one wasn't as good as it was. Exactly. And if they didn't hit the nail with Robert Downey Jr., the MCU just would not exist as it is today. No, it'd be more like DC. Yeah, not good. (laughs) (laughs) Very well put. (laughs) The politically correct way to describe DCEU. Okay, cool. Well, that was easy. We agreed on the first one. So our second one, The Incredible Hulk. Where'd you have Hulk? I had The Incredible Hulk in the E tier. This is one of my lowest rankings. This is also one of my lowest rankings, and I'm also sitting in the E tier. Yeah, yeah. Why do you? Why is this an E tier for you? Honestly, I didn't. I don't mind the Hulk movie at all, but it's just when you look at all the other ones that have come out after and obviously before with Iron Man, it's it just feels like it falls short of um of what it could have been. I know it was it was only the second movie to ever come out for the MCU, but it just. It doesn't seem to... It, to me, it doesn't feel like an MCU film. They, I don't think they'd found their feet yet. Yeah. And it's to me, it's one of the more boring films as well. I, I found it really hard to enjoy. Liv Tyler as Betty Ross, I found the portrayal quite weird. She spent the majority of the film whispering. I just found that like a really odd choice. And like they're in the middle of a busy city and she's whispering to Bruce Banner. And... Yeah, it just it that <laughs> once I noticed that in the film, it really, really bothered me throughout the rest of the film. Yeah, it was one of those things you can't unsee or hear. Yeah, yeah, and but yeah, like I said, on top of that, it's just quite a boring film. I yeah. feel like nothing happens, and I feel like the reason why the MCU hasn't gone back to the Hulk as their own standalone is because they recognize that it's very difficult to make a Hulk film. Yeah, exactly. Because when he's when he's in Rage Monster, like you can't have much of a story there without people you know but the hulk's whole thing is just big angry dude breaks stuff fights people yeah and you know you've got to 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 make a hulk story you kind of got to focus on bruce banner because he's the human the person that you can relate to but then we're going to a superhero film to watch the hulk exactly very difficult so that brings us to iron man 2 which is a bit of a controversial one i think there's a bit of a split within the MCU fan base for Iron Man 2. So what was your ranking? I have Iron Man 2 uh, bang in the middle at C. Me too. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) We're doing pretty well so far. I'm so excited. I can't believe this. I really, I truly thought that we were going to disagree on that one. I don't know why, but I thought you were going to put that lower. No, I do think... As I said, it does kind of split the fan base a little bit. So I felt like C was a fair place to put it. I do enjoy Iron Man 2. As much as I probably shouldn't, I do enjoy Whiplash in Iron Man 2. Fake Russian accent aside. I want my board. Not the best accent in film. Mickey Rourke did his best. He did his his best. I want my board. But, I mean, I can still enjoy it. I can st- I didn't find it actively boring. Again, you've got Robert Downey Jr. back, so that's always going to be a win. That's always going to be a big a big factor in any film is how how good are the characters and how good are the actors portraying them. And Robert Downey Jr. is fantastic. So yeah, for me, it felt fair putting it into C grade. No, I couldn't couldn't agree more with that. I guess the reason that I couldn't put it any higher was I did find the villains a bit lackluster. And this is a problem that MCU tend to have throughout the entirety. 
you've got Whiplash, Mickey Rourke's Whiplash, and then Justin Hammer, who I did I did really like Justin Hammer. I think we probably could have I, used more Justin Hammer. Yeah, I wish I I honestly I wish he made a return, even if like in Iron Man three, if he was I don't know, maybe like providing the weapons for the Mandarin or something like that. I thought like because I I really did enjoy Justin Hammer and Iron Man two. I thought yeah. his character was really fun. His monologue when he's selling the weapons to Rhodey and selling them the new, <laughs> yeah, the ex-wife, the bunker buster, was just a chef's kiss. It's probably the, this is an outrageous claim and it's absolutely not true, but one of the best monologues in all of MCU. <laughs> I will not back that. <laughs> I just always, when I think of Iron Man 2, I always think of uh, Justin Hammer walking out at the Stark Expo, doing yeah. his weird little walk. Bit of swagger. Yeah. Bit of swagger in his step. He's just such a weird dude, but yeah. it's so funny. And I love that he's managing to give Tony a tough time. Next one on our list, and it's the first appearance of our Aussie brother. I'm saying brother because I feel like we look like Chris Hemsworth. Um, Thor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, often get mistaken for a Hemsworth. So, I do, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. As an Australian, it is a common occurrence. We all look exactly like Chris Hemsworth. 100%. So my ranking for Thor, and I don't know if this is something which is controversial or not. I feel like people are hard on Thor. Thor is actually my favorite character throughout the MCU. I put Thor's origin in B. It looks like we're having a shot, Rick, because uh, I've got him in at C. Goody. Yeah, I just... I don't know how he could be so high. Well, it's only one tier, but all right. First shot, we'll put down the space stone. Yep, go for it. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's not bad. That's taste like medicine. (laughs) (laughs) I am not a big drinker, so this is a problem for me. I wouldn't call myself a big drinker. But, um, yeah, I guess I just take my drinks a bit better. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, you had some problems with me having it that high. My reasoning behind that, as I said, I think people are a bit hard on Thor. My opinion is that Chris Hemsworth was fantastic. I didn't agree with the fact that they bleached his eyebrows. I thought that was a real (laughs) weird look. But this is also the introduction to Loki. Mm. And Loki, who becomes a main villain throughout the series from this point on, and well, really the main villain of phase, phase one, one yeah. of the MCU, who does such a fantastic job and is so well-liked that he gets his own spin-off TV show, which is also great. But I think on a rewatch, people people are quite hard on it. On a rewatch, going back to it, it's not as bad as people remember. It has its light moments. Thor asking for a bird to ride, a bird large enough to ride. Just Thor storming into a pet shop demanding a horse. I need a horse! For the pet shop to then turn around and say, we don't sell horses, we sell cats, dogs, and birds. And Thor's response to that being, excellent, give me a bird large enough to ride. Um, great. I, it's, it's funny. It's funnier than what people give it credit for. It's a good, solid origin story. We get the origin behind Mjolnir and the worthiness of Thor. We get, we get Thor struggling with his worthiness as well. So I don't think it's as cut and dry as people make it out to be. It's not as incredible as Iron Man or 
Civil War and that kind of thing. Like it's Thor the, Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. But I I couldn't put it lower than B personally. I could. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I see what you're saying. And um, in my opinion, as far as Origins go, I think they did great. But it's just because of the number of films that the MCU has pumped out now, it just can't. It to me, it just doesn't. It doesn't cut it to be up there when you have films like like uh, Endgame and you know, Infinity War and Doctor Strange and Winter Soldier. You know, but to me, those movies were heavy hitters, and they were not only good MCU films, but to me, they were just good movies in general. My counter to that is that. We just talked about Iron Man 2, and I believe that Thor is a better film than Iron Man 2. A more enjoyable film than Iron Man 2, hence why I've put it into the B grade. I can't argue with that. I can't. Yeah, no. I Thor is better than Iron Man 2. So would you say that we move, we'll put Thor in B, or do we move Iron Man 2 down one as well and then chuck Thor in C? I'm pretty happy with Iron Man 2 in C, personally. I think Iron Man 2 in C is a good spot for it. I would put I would put Thor as like a low, a low B grade. Like, B, B minus. Yeah, B minus. B yeah. minus. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Still a B, like, but just scraping in. All right. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll allow it. Thank you. All right. Next film. All Captain right. America and the First Avenger. Where have you got it, mate? I have Captain America and the First Avenger in B grade. Oh, thank goodness. No, so, <laughs> so do I. <laughs> I am happy with that, my friend. I'm happy with that. Yeah. I had a hard time. Again, this is another one that I had a hard time with. I was really tossing up between A and B. My wife is the biggest Captain America fan. So when I was, we were driving up to Perth recently and I made this tier list while I was driving. She was kind of scribing and putting it into position for me. She was quite upset that I left it in the B grade, but I just, I couldn't bring myself to put it in the same quality as some of the other films that I have oh, in exactly. the A grade. That's absolutely fair. Couldn't agree more. I really enjoyed the first Captain America film. I thought it was a good intro to Steve Rogers uh, and how he came to be Captain America. And then um, at the end of the film, it did brought him out of it and it, it introduced him into the build up to Avengers. I thought it was really good. Yeah, while while enjoying it, I just yeah, I just don't see it as being worthy of a A listing. Yeah. Um so I'm I'm very happy with putting it in B. Perfect. So that brings us to the closing of MCU's phase one with one of the most anticipated films of its time, the first Avengers, the Avengers film that brought together all of these heroes that we've been introduced to individually and put them on a much bigger scale. I I have a feeling that we're going to disagree with this one. What's what's your ranking for the Avengers? I have the Avengers at an S. Hey, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, don't scare me, bro. I was I was afraid that I've got it too high. Be- nah, because nah, of nostalgia nah. and because of the fact that I just I feel like the degree of difficulty for this film was so high. They are bringing together all of these characters that we've watched. Nothing's been done like this before. Nothing has been done like the MCU up until this point where they've created this universe where they can bring all of these characters together. And 
Yeah, it's just the way that they pulled it off. Each character has their moment to shine. Exactly. You get introduced to some new characters. Hawkeye, who is kind of the loser of the group. <laughs> He's the, you know, the the non-powered nobody's favorite Avenger still gets his moment to shine when he's kind of putting it to the Avengers when he's mind, mind controlled by Loki. Yeah. I just think it gives everybody an equal share. If you're a fan of Captain America, you've got your Captain America moments. If you're a fan of Thor, then you've got your Thor moments and just tied up in all of that. It's just an incredible, the, the battle scene, the battle of New York is fantastic. It's so much fun. It's electric. They're bouncing off each other and the energy that these group of actors have together, the, the chemistry between them all is just fantastic. Again, couldn't agree more. I just, it was so, like you said, it was so highly anticipated, you know, like I remember going to the movies before and when they started hinting that they were going to do it and I couldn't believe, I was just, I couldn't I couldn't have been more excited about it. So I was going to midnight screenings and stuff, you know, just to make sure I, I got that whole experience. And then when Avengers finally hit the cinemas, it was it was something we hadn't seen before. And people have tried to do it since. Not so well. Not so well. But yeah, it's just for its time it's de- it's definitely an S tier MCU film. Yeah. And I'll never not enjoy the first Avengers film either. Oh, 100%. So, I, I can rewatch that anytime and still enjoy that movie. Yeah. So that wraps up phase one. So we move into phase two here now. And the first film of phase two, Iron Man 3. How did you feel ranking Iron Man 3? I'll be honest. I, was, I, I didn't enjoy Iron Man 3. Like to, to follow up Avengers, it was just a tough... It was tough to begin with. Iron Man 1, brilliant. Iron Man 2, not as good. And then you see him again in Avengers and it's mind-blowing. And then for him to be the next movie up is just... If if you see with the later films, any film that follows up Avengers always has a tough time. But yeah, I, Iron Man 3 and D. We're going to have to take a shot. Yeah? I have Iron Man 3 in C-tier. I personally think that Iron Man 3 gets a pretty bad rap. I like seeing Tony Stark be Tony Stark and not necessarily Iron Man. And he's essentially depowered for the majority of this film without his suit. The scene where he takes the mansion where the the air quotes Mandarin is hiding out and he's just strapped together with... You know, he's got one Iron Man boot on, one repulsor. He's carrying around a car battery and a, a gun that he's made out of like a, I don't know, like, a, like a nail gun, a nail gun, air compressor kind of thing. It's it shows why Tony Stark is more than just a man in a suit. And to me, that's why I really enjoy this film. The the Mandarin, that whole, I liked the Mandarin the character who was playing the fake Mandarin, Trevor Slattery. I found him hilarious when they found out that it wasn't actually the Mandarin. Mm. But the real villain of the movie was awful. The take on the Extremis program, which the Extremis features in the comics and it's quite different to what it is in this film. I did not enjoy that. I did really like the final battle with the multiple suits. I like seeing 
Tony Stark's different suits and what their capabilities are. I would have liked to see a little bit more of that. But I, I can admit that it's a flawed film, but I think it's quite underrated at the same time. Not going to budge on this one? I don't know if I can. Just to keep short, the villain sucked. I hate, I hated the Iron Patriot. He looked cool, did nothing. You know, I would have loved to have seen him in action. And then, like you said, with the suits, there's all those suits there. They look great. You don't really see them use their individual abilities. They all, because they're not being manned, they're being run by Jarvis. And so they keep taking themselves. The thing they do the most is they take themselves apart to maneuver and outmaneuver their opponent, which is cool and all, but it's not what that suit was for. You know what I mean? The only one that really does anything is like the mini Hulkbuster looking one, which kind of just supports up the barge. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. The rest of them are just different looking Iron Man suits that just so happen to be there. Yeah. I thought it was cool when Tony would jump in a suit, it would get ruined. Then he'd just jump off the building and then another one would come grab him. That was great. I love that. That was really cool. And then the, the rescue scene when they, when he has to save everyone from air force one, as they're all falling into the river. I thought that was really cool as well. But then he blows up all his suits and I get it. He was doing it, you know, for Pepper and it was like kind of like a a, ther- a therapeutic thing for him to do. But I remember watching that movie. I went to the midnight screen for Iron Man 3 and when he blew up those suits, I my jaw was on the floor. I couldn't believe. Weeping in the cinemas. I was near in tears. I couldn't <laughs> believe that he did that. I was... I was shocked. I felt betrayed. I don't feel myself budging with this one. But let's take a shot and see how we feel afterwards. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now we're on to the Mindstone. Yep. Cheers. That's very sweet. All right, Rick. So how do you feel after that shot? Do you still think you're going to sit on that that opinion that you're on for? Well... (laughs) Look, I feel, I do still feel like Iron Man 3 is severely underrated, but knowing that I'm probably in the minority on this one, I'm happy to, I'm not happy. That's the wrong (laughs) word. I will acquiesce and I will put us in D grade for that one. I'm glad that you could um, meet me at my level for this one. I'm glad that you could see reason. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to have to get physical (laughs) i felt very strongly about that one so that brings us to our next one which is probably the worst film in the mcu thor the dark world there's no probably in this one rick and i'll take us ahead this is an f for me it is the only f for me um and that's a problem because i've already said that i don't have any f's on my list Yep, so that's uh, it's another shot. That's another shot. But uh, you will be persuaded. <laughs> you will, you'll you see reason again. I've done it before and I'll do it again. Um, right, let's do our shot. All right. Mm, delicious. Look, as I said, I feel guilty putting any film from the MCU into the F grade. I just, especially when I've said that Thor is my favorite character... It just felt like I was betraying him. Did I enjoy this film? 
I actually fell asleep in this film. <laughs> ah, what'd you say? You fell asleep. Yeah. You fell. Fell. F, Rick. It's an F. Yeah. It's an F. <sighs> it's a tough one. Look, I love Thor as well, but you've got to admit, from the original, from first Thor to second Thor to Thor Ragnarok, those are very big jumps between movies. He starts off in... We've got him at B from his first film. He starts off at a B and you were putting him in... That's a big drop just from an B to an E already. It's not much further to chuck him in the F because you know he comes back and he comes back well. Yeah. I, it, it hurts me. It does hurt me. But I think I would agree... I don't agree, but in this case, where we have to come to an agreement, I will compromise and I will move Thor The Dark World down to F grade. That brings a smile on my face. But that's twice now that I've... Uh, twice in a row. That's twice in a row that I've taken the high road, the moral high road, and let you win the argument. So I may not be as lenient on the next one. Forgiving. Forgiving, yeah. <laughs> Which So our second one then is Captain America and the Winter Soldier. I want to recognize off the bat that taking a critical look at Captain America and the Winter Soldier, it is one of the best films in the MCU. And I will not deny that, but I had a hard time putting it in my S tier, just along with the other films that I've got up there. And as we said, this is basing it off of our personal enjoyment and our personal rankings, I had Captain America and the Winter Soldier in A grade. Yeah, well, it's another shot, buddy, because I had them in the S. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I thought that when Captain America Winter Soldier came out, with the introduction of Bucky Barnes as the Winter Soldier and the rise of Hydra from within S.H.I.E.L.D., I thought that was really cool. And how... At the start of the movie, they introduced you to Captain America, who's now with S.H.I.E.L.D. and he's grown used to them. He's got his team and it's all like a well-oiled machine. Everything's going well. And the introduction of Falcon comes in. So there was just a lot going for this movie. And it was just so different to all the others we'd seen at that point. So it was it was like a breath of fresh air. It seemed, it seemed more mature than the other ones, you know, a bit... Not necessarily darker, but definitely the tone felt very different, which I enjoyed. That is one thing that I do like about the Captain America trilogy in itself, but the fact that each one kind of gives you something different as well. Um, the Captain America and the Winter Soldier film, that is the it's kind of that spy, almost thriller, espionage, instead of the classic comic book movie. I do like that they give us that taste of something different, but... For me, I ranked this one purely on how much I enjoy the film. And while it's a great film, I have a lot more fun and enjoyment out of watching the ones that I have in my S tier. So I couldn't bring myself to put it in there. Well, because you're two for three on the compromise, I think uh, I'll meet you in the middle and uh, I'll drop down to A just for the sake of our combined tier list. Perfect. But I know in my soul that mine is an S. That's fine. You can hold on to that. That's fine. I'll hold on to it. But before we move on, though, we have to take our next shot because that was another disagreement. That was actually three disagreements in a row. 
I'm not feeling real good about it. I'm not either. (laughs) We're running out of stones. All right. Cheers. Cheers, bud. I like that one. That was spicier than I was anticipating. I don't mind it. It's nice. That brings us to the Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, number 10. I'm a little bit anxious about this one because I have a feeling that this is going to be another one that we disagree on and I don't know if I can take it, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> I'm really, really concerned. You're ready for number four. My Guardians of the Galaxy, I ranked this one as an S. And Rick, I'm happy to tell you I did as well. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, I can't tell you how relieved I am to hear that. I'm honestly starting <laughs> to feel lightheaded. <laughs> It's all right, mate. You don't have you don't have far to go to get home. <laughs> Stumble into bed. So what what made you rank the Guardians of the Galaxy at S? Um, I'll be honest. Very similar reasons to how I feel about uh, Winter Soldier is just it was something we hadn't seen before, and I liked it because it was it was a team of people that didn't need to be introduced in the way that the Avengers did. You know what I mean? Because then they're not really much without the others. So they all had their their small intros. I mean, Drax barely got an intro. He was just there in the prison. But it you wouldn't have really needed anything else. And it was just funny. It yeah. was so funny. Chris Pratt, Dave Batista, Bradley Cooper, and even even Zoe Saldana's And Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, of course. And Vin Diesel is great. Yeah. They, they, I think the chemistry that they have when they're acting together, it was pretty next level in terms of MCU. And uh, I'm always, I'm always stoked to see the Guardians on the screen, whether it's in their own film or further down the track. I think this for me was a real flexing of the muscles from MCU. It was kind of a, we can do whatever the hell we want and you guys are going to watch it. It doesn't really matter at this point. The fact that they thought, let's make a movie with a talking tree that can only say one phrase and a talking raccoon and then a couple of other aliens and one man and for it to just still be a massive success and one of the best movies that the MCU has put out, it just shows you that the MCU at this point has really hit their stride and they know what they're doing. Exactly, but yeah, I echo echo everything that you just said. So much fun. Such an incredible film. The I love the fact that they implemented the music, the way that they used the music throughout the film. Oh, don't get me started on the soundtrack. And I know that if I asked my dad this question, this would be his favorite film as well. And I don't I think when it was released on DVD, my dad purchased this. And I think he watched it probably like four or five times in the same weekend. And I don't know if he actually watched the movie because I remember having an argument with him about, this is the movie that Thanos dies in. I was like, Dad, I promise you this is not the film that Thanos dies in. And he he just watched it purely for the music. Oh, I, I've, got the, um, I've got the records of both soundtracks to the movies at home. So good. And it's got the soundtrack and then it's got the movie scores as well. I listen to them both, I'd say equally. Yeah. And it's by far the best in the MCU. Yeah, best Yeah, best soundtrack by far. So, yeah, very happy with having that in the S tier. Okay, that brings us to the next film and the next Avengers film in the franchise. That's Avengers Age of Ultron. 
How did you feel about Avengers Age of Ultron? I enjoyed it. Just obviously not to the levels of the original. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't... I just I, I don't feel like my expectations were met. You know, it was... It's hard to reach those highs again. Yeah, it, it was... Because it took so long. They really fine-tuned it to get to Avengers. And then once they had it, they... They were, all right, we've got it now. We can just we can just pump these out, and um, they found their formula. They found their formula, and I don't think they put as much time into uh, Age of Ultron, and so I've got it at a B. Yeah, I I have it as a B as well. My take on this was, yeah, just it again, it didn't reach the heights of the first one. I felt like I liked the introduction of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, but. I really feel like they did Quicksilver dirty. I really could have used Quicksilver in the MCU. So quite disappointed with that ending. I really liked Hawkeye's arc throughout this film. I, yeah. I liked them essentially justifying Hawkeye being there, you know, surrounded by gods and super soldiers and, you know, Iron Man. And then there's just a man with a bow. And I really liked them justifying having him around as the glue that holds the team together. So I, re- I really enjoyed that arc. But yeah, it just I couldn't put it any higher personally. It's again I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed I really loved the scene when they were sitting around everybody was trying to lift up Mjolnir. Yeah. That was that was good. But yeah, B, solid B. Like it's it's a good B for me, but I just I couldn't get it any higher than that. I probably could have put this movie at a C, but then when I think of uh the scenes where they had Hulk versus Hulkbuster or they had Andy Circus in as Claw, which references uh, Vibranium and Wakanda. You know, there was a lot of stuff in it that got me excited. The introduction of Vision, James There Spader, was a lot set up in this. James film. Spader as Ultron, you know. There was just a lot going on that got me excited. While I wasn't stoked with what was happening in the movie, I liked what they were getting me ready for. But then, I, like you said, the biggest disappointment for me was the death of Quicksilver. Yeah. At this, at this point... In the MCU, I honestly would have preferred if it was uh, Scarlet Witch that character. Just from I, I even I, knowing that she's going to be in the new Doctor Strange film. No, no, no. I, in when I was watching the movie, at, when I first saw Age of Ultron, I liked Quicksilver better. I, I enjoyed his character uh, more than I okay. did yep. Scarlet Witch. So if, if I had to choose one of the two to carpet at the time, I would have chosen Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Having seen what I've seen now. I'm very much grateful that Scarlet Witch is around because I'm so excited for the new Doctor Strange movie and WandaVision was next level. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I thought that Quicksilver, like you said, was done done dirty. You know, he was shown doing all these great things and then he, he gets shot. Yeah. So it's just... Yeah, a bit of a, bit of a lackluster ending for yeah. someone who can run faster than bullets. Yeah. Disappointing. Okay, so Age of Ultron out of the way. That takes us on to Ant-Man. Now, I feel like Ant-Man, the, actually both the Ant-Man films, people aren't big fans of. Me personally am the complete opposite to that. Ant-Man, for me, I had up in the A. What about you? Uh, well, you can't spell Ant-Man without an A. So Yeah, buddy. He's, he's up there as well for me. Paul Rudd. It's just a pleasure to watch in this movie. He's... I never thought I'd see Paul Rudd play a superhero, let alone look like one. Yeah. Because he was 
cut in put in the movie. work. It even had a uh, Michael Penner playing um, was it Louise. Louise, yeah. And just that, I, I didn't think that a movie with Paul Rudd would need comedy relief coming from somewhere else. <laughs> and I wouldn't say it needed it, but it really added to it. And such a good way for an exposition dump as well. Yeah, it's, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When they're when they're planning their their heist or whatever, and uh, he's I just love that guy, man. But yeah. no, I feel like they made Ant Man more interesting than I would have given them credit for. You know, like with um they they hint at the quantum realm and then just his with the technology of it, the pin particles and everything, you know. Yeah. Before before the movie, I I I'll be honest, I never really gave Ant Man the time of day. Yeah. Uh, especially I... especially with Hank Pym's uh, history in comics he's just a, he's not a good dude nah, he's a bit of a problematic figure in comics yeah so I've I tended to stay away from him I just remember when the film was announced and kind of the, the general discussion around it was like we're doing an Ant-Man film seriously yeah. of, of all the characters that we've got to pull from we're doing Ant-Man yeah. and it was almost that oh, they did a they did a talking tree I guess they can do Ant-Man now but I don't think anybody expected Ant-Man to be as good as what it was. Exactly, yeah, no, 100%. And I <laughs> I don't know if this is my favorite part about Ant-Man, but it's not in the film, but the the little teaser trailers that they do, those 5 6 second clips, and they had one I'm going to put I'll put the clip in the in the pod here, but where they had Paul Rudd and Michael Douglas slapping their knees and just shouting ants is the best thing. it's so funny I haven't and seen that. the best way i've ever seen to build hype i'll show you it. i'll show you it before we go but it's just incredible and it just that six seconds that was not in the film just completely random completely set the tone of what the film was going to be like it was just fun it was funny it was fast-paced um but yeah a a for me i think ant-man was a great film next film captain america Civil War, which almost kind of like the Avengers 2.5, really, because everybody's in this film. What's your grading for Civil War? I feel like it's an obvious one. I had to put Civil War as an A. Yeah, yeah. I'm on, I'm on that as well. It's just, to me, any time that you've got that many superheroes on screen, it's always going to be a good time. We get the debut of Giant Man, which was really fun in the airport battle. But yeah, that that airport battle where you're seeing these former allies and friends teeing off against each other, that breakdown between Tony Stark and Steve Rogers, and then having Bucky along for the ride, that beatdown of Iron Man at the end, which personally, this is a discussion for another pod, but I personally think that Iron Man should beat Captain America and the Winter Soldier in a fight. I think so too. But very emotional, really, really punchy in the end. The the emotional the emotional through line for that. And it's heartbreaking when you hear Steve Rogers say to Iron Man, he's my friend, and Iron Man replies with, So was I. He's my friend. So was I. It's it gets me every single time. It's an incredible film. It's full of action. 
I couldn't put it any lower than I. I have only one thing to add is that when you were talking about the debut of Giant Man, you neglected to mention Black Panther and Spider Man. Yeah, that's my bad. Two, <laughs> we were just talking about two, Paul Rudd and I was on the Rudd train. Two massive debuts. <laughs> we got the official introduction to Black Panther and, of course, Spider-Man. Look, I'm four shots down. Please forgive me. I love <laughs> Spider-Man. I love Black Panther. I did not mean to do that. Uh, but <laughs> the the scene where Iron Man goes to Queens to, to recruit Peter is one of my favorite parts of that movie. Yeah. Um, where he's... So amped in the cinemas. When yeah. he saw Queens flash upon the screen... So and angry. the cheering came across the cinema. Yeah, it was the same when uh, Black Widow greets Prince T'Challa. Yeah, Wakanda. Everyone's like, oh, oh shit. But um, I forget. Was uh, was Black Panther revealed in the trailer? I think he was. I can't remember. There might have been that scene of them oh, running was, down the was, highway. It was Spider-Man that was revealed in the Spider-Man trailer. was definitely revealed in the trailer. I don't yeah. know if Black Panther was. I can't quite remember. I'll have to double check and look back. Yeah. But either, either way, when um, when he appeared on screen, it was very big. Especially when he appeared on screen in his full suit. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had the highway chase. And also, I want to say this. I really enjoyed Zemo. I don't think he had enough screen time, but I like that a man with no powers or anything caused such damage. Just an intelligent man on a mission. He was just, he was just smart and driven. Yep. He knew what he needed to do. He set out a plan. He executed it pretty much to perfection. Yep. Um, And it just shows that it doesn't matter how, how strong they are, you know, if they're not together, then it's just going to fall apart. Yeah. Um, so I, I really like that angle that they went with on that movie. Yeah, I agree. So that's a solid A for us. 100%. So that leads us to the debut of Doctor Strange. A good film. I, enjoy, I enjoyed Doctor Strange. I think it was quite... It was different. I found it really different to the other ones so far. Um, for me... It's a B. Where did you have Doctor Strange? I've got Doctor Strange at a B as well. Yeah. Um, prob- I, I felt like I could have put him higher, but then when I think about Tilda Swinton being the ancient one, <laughs> um, it really hurts. Yeah, Tilda Swinton. Um, but then also, I didn't like how long it took for Stephen Strange to get in to his his journey of being in the in the mystic arts yeah there was a good considering how quick it takes for ned in no way home (laughs) (laughs) even that yeah just the fact that i think the first half hour maybe in 45 minutes of the movie uh is just him being an absolute dickhead you know yeah which and like i understand they wanted to to have it like that to show oh yeah he changed he's learning he's become this and he's become that you didn't have to take all that time you know it was pretty clear from the start that he was a smug prick yeah um and i just wanted to see more in the carmitage 
side of things and I didn't really care about Stephen Strangeville or about uh, his love interest, if you can even call her that, uh, played by Rachel McAdams. I can't even remember yeah. what her name was. No, but... no, I can't remember either. Yeah, no. Other than that, once he got there, I really enjoyed the movie and it, um, the mirror world that baffled me when I first saw that felt like my brain melted. I think for me, the thing that I really enjoyed about this film was the ending wasn't just the classic big smash em up battle. It was Doctor Strange doing something different. He was he was tricking Dormammu, essentially, by trapping him in time to then give up on his plans. And obviously we don't know how long he was in there for. It's kind of a given that he was there for a long, long time. But I just found that a really creative way to finish it, a really cool way to showcase the power of the time stone, which would obviously come into play later on. But yeah, I really enjoyed it as a film. I found it really creative. It was really different from the other ones. So yeah, for me, I it, again, looking in where we've got other films in the S and the A grade, I couldn't put it any higher than B though. Yeah, completely agree. Next one is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Again, love the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm higher on this one than others, but still enjoyed being in this universe with these people. So for me, I couldn't put it as high as the first one. I couldn't put it into an S tier, but it was a solid A for me. What about yourself? Yeah, uh, I hope you're thirsty, man, because uh, we're going to have another drink. I'm really not. I I had Guardians at a C. A C? Um, yeah, I, was, I, I feel like I was pretty hard on them just because of how much I enjoyed the first one with such little there was no build up to it you know it was just here it is enjoy and so I had nothing to go off of and it came out and it was like we've put in S tier so it was brilliant um and then you know off of that waiting we've gone three or four movies since and then Guardians 2 comes out and I did enjoy it I liked the intro of Mantis and I loved Yondu in this movie uh, but I really didn't like the villain in this movie. I didn't. I just didn't enjoy Star Lord having powers. Um, Hi there, it's editing Rick here. So sorry to interrupt what I can only assume is a wonderful listening experience. I just wanted to jump in because in a couple of seconds, Robbie is going to refer to the actor who plays Ego as Jeff Bridges. The actor who plays Ego is in fact Kurt Russell. Robbie does know this. But I'd just like to remind you that at this point in time, we are four shots in, and Robbie is a little confused. Feel free to roast him, because honestly, what a dum-dum. But just wanted to get ahead of it now. Okay, thanks, bye. Jeff Bridges, I love Jeff Bridges, but I just didn't like Ego. I thought that they could have gone somewhere else with uh, Peter's origin, or even just maybe played it a little bit differently. But like I said, the characters were all... It was the same... Same crew, just a little bit, a little bit, uh, like had like a stick in the works. It was weird. They were still together, but they weren't as cohesive as they were in the first one. Yeah, they didn't really seem to like each other that much. Yeah, I, I don't know. For me, again, as I said, I still really, really enjoyed being with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I would counter you saying that the villain wasn't good by saying the villain in the first Guardians of the Galaxy was Ronan, who is one of the worst villains in the MCU. And to me, 
I I can't go past... Every time I think about this movie, I think back to the closing scenes, Yondu's death, and that's... Sorry, spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it by now, that's your fault. You listen to a pop culture podcast. But the Yondu's death and the the closing scenes of the, the fireworks being shot by the Ravagers, it gets me every single time. It's a real tearjerker, and it just it makes me emotional. So, yeah, I find it really, really hard to put it any lower than that. But if you've got it in a C and I've got it in an A, are you happy to split the difference and put it in a B? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. That's still a shot, but at least we can come to an agreement. Yep. Bottoms up. It's time for the time stone. Okay, so that takes us to the next film, Spider-Man Homecoming which is not the debut of Spider-Man, but his first standalone film within the MCU. I really enjoyed it. I feel like it was a really, really strong introduction to this universe's Peter Parker. My personal ranking for this one is a A. Where are you at with Homecoming? I'm also sitting on an A. Perfect. Good. <laughs> I, can't, I, don't know, I don't know if I can do another shot, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I'm... Uh... Not too keen on it either at this point. Feeling uh, feeling a little bit dizzy. <laughs> so what is it that you enjoyed? And what? why did you put this in an A? I felt like I had to put this in an A because of Tom Holland. You know, he... Re- I feel like he really got Spider-Man right. You know, uh, he had Peter Parker as like the you know, dweeby, nerdy kid that's too awkward and can't really, can't really interact with people. Um, and then when he's on as Spider-Man, he's still a kid, but he's, he's having fun because he's a kid with superpowers, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he's like wanting to do more as well. Yeah, he wants to do more, but he's he's got the training wheels on from Tony. Yeah, a big focus on him being the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man his battles, his struggles, they're a lot more low level. He's not, you know, fighting Thanos in space just yet. It's all around sort of Peter and his life and how he deals with that as a teenager while also being Spider-Man. And then you, like, you even have, uh, he's reporting back to Happy on uh, what he got done for the day. He's like, oh, I helped an old lady and she gave me a churro. You know, it's just, just a small stuff like that that he's just really excited over. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this introduction, this full-on introduction to Spider-Man. So to me, it was an A. I couldn't put it any lower than that. I couldn't put it into S because we've got some heavy hitters coming up very soon. Um, but yeah, A A grade for me. And the villain, Vulture, top five villain in the MCU for me personally. Um, and yeah, his showing, I just couldn't. Uh, yeah. With him in there, I couldn't put it any lower. Yeah, no, Michael Keaton did a really good job. Okay, so we're on to one of my personal favourites. And by putting that out there, I'm sure you can probably guess where I've ranked it in the tiers. Thor Ragnarok, this is quite easily an S for me. 100% Marvel director's debut of uh, Taika Waititi. Yep. uh, And Chris Hemsworth, just truly unleashed. Yeah, finally gets to display his comedic chops, which is just great. It's the, uh, the classic... Classic Aussie in Hollywood just being able to be his charming, fun, happy, funny self. 
And I feel like it really went well with uh, Tom Hiddleston as Loki, who's usually the quicker one, you know. From the last two Thor films we've seen, uh, you know, Loki's been more witty and more switched on than Thor. Thor's been kind of seen as a bit of a dullard. He's know, always so. been the straight man, whereas Loki has been bringing the energy. Yeah. Uh, but now they're, they've got a bit of back and forth going. It feels a little bit more... Balanced? Like, balanced, yeah. And then, you know, you've got people like Tessa Thompson playing Valkyrie and Jeff Goldblum, who was <laughs> so, so good. Jeff Goldblum is always good. And then we got probably the closest thing we'll have to a Hulk storyline... Yeah. Up until She-Hulk, that is. Which they did, I think they did quite well in this film. I think... It, it didn't take away from Thor's story. I think it's one of the the best... I think it's one of the best showings that we've had for Bruce Banner and the Hulk. In particular for the Hulk. The Hulk gets a lot of screen time in this film and it shows what you can actually do with that character. Yeah. But it's an incredibly fun film. It's It completely reimagined Thor and gave him almost a whole new character and such a better character as well. So yeah, for me, Thor is one of my favorites. This is one of my favorite films. It's it's a hundred percent an S. The two biggest things for me with this film was A, Hella, who for me is a top five villain. I thought that she was insane. Like watching her take on the army of Asgard was amazing. Uh and then also Probably the real introduction to Thor being the god of thunder. Yeah. Really, really unleashing his powers uh, without the use of Mjolnir after Hela destroyed it. Yeah. You know, really coming into his own and uh, turning absolute beast mode. Yeah. Definitely S tier. Okay, we leave Asgard and head over to Wakanda now for Black Panther, which is the next film in our phase three so black panther not the debut of t'challa as we saw in civil war but essentially his coming out story <laughs> weird way to say it <laughs> wouldn't have worded it like get where you're going <laughs> so where does black panther rank for you uh i've got black panther sitting at an a he wasn't he's one of the best ones we've seen but yep just with the caliber that we've got in the s tier i don't think i could put him up there i don't want to disregard the cultural importance that Black Panther has um, by not putting it in S, but for me, yeah, it is. I agree, it is an A. It's a, it's a strong film. It again has its flaws, like everything else that hasn't been put in S. Mm-hmm. The CGI is not great in the final battle. I think everybody is aware of that. But yeah. to me, the thing that really stands out in this film is the characters. The characters are incredible. Um, and the actors portraying those characters are just phenomenal. Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger is probably my favorite villain. He's if he's not favorite, he's he's like one B. But the this is by far for me the coolest cast of characters. That all of them are likable. All of them are yeah, no. uh, by definition just cool. Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, look. Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan, they were just insane to watch, yeah. especially in their um, in their ritual fight. Yeah. When they're fighting for the kingship. Yeah. That was awesome. And then um, you get the 
and Baku. Yeah. They they were so cool. It was just, it was a really, it was a refreshing, because we got to come to Wakanda, so it was really refreshing to see another side of the MCU world just expanding that little bit more to really set up for what's to come. And then, yeah, you had uh, the introduction of, like we said, Killmonger. Didn't last very long. But then uh, Shuri, uh, Mbaku. Okoye. Okoye, who is just so deadly. (laughs) Um, Even for the short part he was in the movie, I really enjoyed Andy Serkis as Claw. Yeah, I'm quite upset that they killed off Claw. Yeah, I, I wasn't too happy with that, but... But he was, um, I feel like while I wasn't happy with the death of Claw, it made me like Killmonger that little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that he would do something like that. Just yeah. Turn on him. Cold-blooded. Yeah. We're into the home stretch of the first three phases of the MCU now. So that brings us to Infinity War. One S, 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 S. Yeah, we probably don't need to say much more than that. It's 100% an S. Infinity War is probably the best film. I think so. It's it's hard to argue against it, to be perfectly honest. But yeah, 100% agree. S tier. You've got all of your favorite characters back. For me personally, with Thor as my favorite, I think this is Thor's best showing. You get Stormbreaker, you get the incredible entrance into Wakanda, um, where he just completely lets loose. It's, yeah, I don't think we need to talk much more about Infinity War. If you disagree, you're wrong. It's an S tier. Okay, so that was an easy one. So let's move on to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Now... Personally, I don't think it reached the highs of the first one, but I still had a lot of fun watching this movie. To me, Ant-Man and the Wasp is a B. Where do you have it? I've actually got it at a D. Wow. I don't... I'll be honest, I've only watched it... I watched it the once. This is the one... This is the only MCU film that I haven't watched more than once. I... Um, And it's just because of the, the villain, the ghost... I just didn't... I couldn't get on board with it. And then, like, as always, Paul Rudd is a pleasure. And he's just so funny to watch. But as far as the whole dilemma with the, the characters went to go, I just, I didn't really... I just didn't care, you know? I, I disagree. I can't believe that you've got it so low, to be perfectly honest. For me... All it needs is Paul Rudd. (laughs) I'm a big Paul Rudd fanboy. And just those first few scenes where he's home on home arrest and he's just doing his magic. He's playing rock star, rock band with the drums. It's just fun. And it makes me laugh so much. You've got Louise coming back with, again, his exposition dump done flawlessly. Everything in this film makes me giggle. Like it just, I just have a lot of fun watching it. And I know it's not the best and I know the villain is pretty bad. Ghost is not a great villain at all, but I just have fun watching this film. I can't, yeah, I, for me, it is, it is a hundred percent a B, but you've got it in a D. I think this is another one. Made in the middle. Split it. Yep. That is another shot though. So yep. we're up to the soul stone. We're sacrificing ourselves. Yep. For the good of the podcast. Cheers. Cheers. Oh.
Okay, sixth shot down, sixth stone in the gauntlet. We are up to Captain Marvel now. Captain Marvel, outside of the MCU, has been quite a divisive film. What's your ranking for Captain Marvel? I've got a D. Yeah, I'm the same. I've got it as a D as well. I didn't really know what to expect. Yeah. But uh, that wasn't it. And um, like, it's not it's not that it's bad. It's just that I wasn't... like What you said for Hulk, I was just kind of bored. It's underwhelming. Yeah. For someone who's for, supposed for someone to be... so powerful. Yeah, yeah. And then when you see her in Endgame and she's just this beast. Yeah. You know, you go, well, where was that in your own movie? Yeah. That was, I found, I, I mean, again, we talked about it in the last podcast. Sorry, not the last podcast, our Harry Potter podcast. But, you know, we really, really like Jude Law. Average in this film. Oh, yeah. Bad villain. Um, I, I, to me, the star of this film was Samuel L. Jackson. And, oh, yeah, definitely. He's not the main character, and that's always a bit of a problem. Samuel L. Jackson and um, Ben Mendelsohn were definitely, Ben Mendelsohn, who plays uh, Talos, the scroll, were definitely my... Uh, my two favorites throughout that movie yeah and i think for me and the reason why this is so low especially compared to other ones is i just i didn't really have a lot of fun watching it so and again this is our personal rankings yeah it was it was just hard for me to to put it any higher than that so yeah d so we're up to the big one end game three hours <laughs> it's the culmination of 10 years of movie watching really 10 years of investment, I can't put it any lower than S. I wish there was a higher tier. Yeah. <laughs> Everything about this film, I love. The wrapping up of each character's story arcs, the final battle and all the characters coming out of the portals after they've been re-snapped into existence. From that point on, the second time that I watched this film, from that point on, I could not stop crying. <laughs> I was in tears the entire time, all the way through until Tony's funeral, and then Captain America dancing away with Peggy Carter at the end. It's, I know it's a lot of it is fan service, but fuck it, I'm a fan, yeah. and I love every single I'll, minute. Will be of it. served exactly. I, I don't understand how people can be a, fa- a fan of this stuff and then complain about that. So to me, it's a hundred percent an S tier, and I will not accept any arguments. I've got nothing to add. I was, just, <laughs> I was pretty much as soon as they hit that time travel stride, I was I was hooked. I was on board. Uh, had no complaints. I loved seeing them revisit films that we've already seen. Like I'll be honest, my favorite part of Thor: Dark World is in Endgame. Yeah, you know, that's my favorite. <laughs> and you know, it's just uh, when they go back to New York, and then Hulk has to act as barbaric as he once was. And, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just small parts like that that really made me enjoy it, and then again you get a, you get quite a bit of Paul Rudd in this one, and it's just which is always a win. Paul he, Rudd is always he a was, win. I think he was very good in this. Probably, yep. I think I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed him more in Endgame than I did in his own in his sequel movie. I can't agree with that because I love Paul Rudd in everything that Paul Rudd does. <laughs> <laughs> So we wrap up our trek through the first three phases of the MCU with Spider-Man Far From Home. What are your thoughts on Far From Home? I have Far From Home at a B. Not quite as good as the first Spidey, but 
I wouldn't say it's far off either. Yeah, it's it, this is this is a high a high B for me. I think yeah. still really really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Peter at the very end giving into his spider senses and really sort of embracing his powers and sh- and displaying what that could be. But yeah, it just it didn't really reach the heights of Homecoming. The fact that this is a second villain for Peter who is tied to Tony in a way kind of pulled it back a little bit for me. I'd like to see Peter start standing on his own two feet at this yeah. point, which obviously we do get in No Way Home. But yeah, that kind of dings it a little bit for me. So for me, it was it was a strong B, but yet yeah, resting firmly in the B tier. I will say this though. I love Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mysterio is one of my favorite MCU villains that we've had. Um, And I love that when I was watching the movie for the first time, it had me questioning everything because I was like, I know Mysterio is a bad guy. I know that. I've read comics. I've seen it. He has to be a bad guy. And I just couldn't figure out what his angle was. Yeah. You know, I was like... I know something. He's going to be bad. He has to be. There's no way that they're going to turn him into a hero. But how is he bad? And then turned out it was just a whole production team with some drones. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I'm an idiot. I can't, <laughs> I can't. How did I not see this coming? How did I not see it? And then even... They got me. Oh, it was just so... I felt embarrassed. I was like... <laughs> I didn't want to tell anyone. And then I remember my friends that I went and saw it with, they're like, dude, can you believe it? I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, thank God you're the same. But you should have known better. I should have known better. Yeah. But uh, with that at B, that wraps off our tier list for phases one through three. Looking over our tier list now, you're pretty happy with it all? I am pretty happy with it all. There's there's some things that obviously I'd tweak myself, but... Uh, no, overall, I'm, I'm quite happy with that. I think, yeah, I think we've covered it quite well as uh, as the only pop culture podcast in the world could do. I, yeah, exactly. I think, I think we've nailed it personally. Um, we will not take any comments or critiques on this. Yeah. This, but that being said... This is law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we know this was a bit of a longer one, so thanks so much for listening and sticking with us. Once again, please share, tell your friends, join in on any conversations. If you have any thoughts on our tier list, let us know. They're going to be up on Facebook, so you're going to have free reign to comment all you like. One of our favorite things about this is the fact that we can have these conversations and we can disagree and just you know keep that conversation going. So please feel free to reach out to us with any disagreements that you have. Whether or not we listen to them or take them on board is a completely different question. Probably won't. <laughs> yeah, we're the experts here. Yeah. Where's your podcast? <laughs> we just have enough money to buy microphones and hope that people will listen to us. Again, thanks so much for listening. Subscribe, share it with your friends, jump onto the socials, and we hope to see you again next week. Catch you later, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye, Mom. Bye, Mom. Bye, Mom.